0: I'm so grateful to be with you, whether you're in person, online, I just want you to feel very welcome and at home. I might even take off my shoes because that's how comfortable I want to get on here. Plus, when I teach your kids, I never wear them anyway. So why stop now? So I don't know about you, but I um, mornings are a struggle. Maybe you are past that stage where you feel like you can get your people out the door on time. But I'm always the person that's at least five minutes late Ask Marlo for staff meeting. So sometimes it's a struggle. And particularly this morning, if you came this morning and there was already fighting in the house, or you couldn't get your teenager out of bed in time, or you didn't even get to eat breakfast, which that's why I keep granola bars in my vehicle and a jar of peanut butter. Um, I completely understand. And I just want you to take a moment and take a deep breath and say, I made it. I made it. I'm in this seat. I just want you to open now your heart to whatever God is going to speak to you about um, in our time together. So mothers, it's her special day, and I'm a huge advocate for any holiday that equals a party. I love Party planning, I love making things bigger than most people, usually Valentine's, Easter, it's like a whole month ordeal with activities because I am definitely a teacher at heart, so I, anyway, Mother's Day is is kind of a big deal, I make it a big deal in my house. Um, So, with that in mind, Moms, we're going to play a game, because in kids' church, every morning I start out getting all the wiggles out, and we play a game. So this is how we're going to play the game. So I'm sure you've seen on Facebook, there are posts where you have to, where you see a list of items. It could be like a list of all the best vacation spots, a list of basically how high maintenance you are, whether you like pedicure, spot, whatever it is, and you basically look at the list and tally how many things apply to you. So, we're going to try this. So, I'm going to put a statement on the screen, and it's a point for every statement that applies to you. All right. So, the first one. I've cleaned up McDonald's fries from the vehicle floor. All right. Is that one for you? All right. Uh, Next one. I've taken away technology from someone. All right. I have wiped somebody's snot with my shirt. Oh, my gosh. I started writing these, and I was like, wow. I'm flipping amazing. All right, I have held someone's hair back while vomiting. All right, I have had to turn around the car after just leaving because somebody in this vehicle had to go pee even though I said it right before we left. All right, and this one's not on the screen, but I have prayed for my son or daughter to break up a particular relationship. The power of prayer. I know I was an advocate of that, and my poor mother. Okay, I have put a kid naked in a car seat. Okay, the ultimate one where I was just like, wow, I am the bomb. I sat to go pee holding an infant. I was like, wow. And I got up without her waking up. I was just like, oh, wow. All right, I have been taught, I I taught my child to drive. All right, and the last one, which is not on the screen. I have sent my grand... This is for my mother-in-law. I have sent my grandkids home hyped up on sugar. (laughs) Yeah? Thank you. Thank you for helping me with bedtime. Okay, I'm going to be honest, the McDonald's scenario, when I was writing it, I was like, should I even add that I've tasted a fry off the floor afterwards? I don't even know. Okay, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Pastor Crystal, and I'm the children and family pastor, and I'm honored that I get to spend this special moment with you as mothers. But for those of you that aren't mothers or soon-to-be mothers or you're women in this, in this room and, and, and males, this message is actually for, for parents, but it's also for us as a body a, as a whole. So... I became a mom at 30 years old to my firstborn Scarlett who is now spicy 4. And then this past year me and my husband Reagan we had a she's now 6 month old baby girl. Her name is Symphony. And I don't know about you, but my parenting journey has definitely has had some high points and some very low points, especially through COVID. There were some moments where I uh, want to pull my hair out and run to my mother. I think we've all been there where there are highs and lows and but I truly believe in this new parenting season that we have an opportunity to reevaluate. It's very important that we look back and we spend time with God and reevaluate. We reprioritize, we Refocus our attention on what things in life are really, really important. What do we as mothers, what do we as individuals want to put our energy to going forward? Today's message is called Legacy. Now, we all know that leaving a legacy isn't inevitable. We will pass things down to the next generation. Even if we don't have much materialistic things to pass down, we pass down other things like words. Our life, our life example of character traits we want to pass down to our children, talents, hobbies, skills. I want you to think about these two questions as I speak this morning. The first question is, how valuable or important is it to you to leave a spiritual legacy? Because we both know that whatever we put our, the most time in, equals it being the most important. And our children perceive it as being the most important. And second of all, will you leave anything that has relevance and benefit for not just life in general, living out our day-to-day, but eternity? Today I want to challenge us that the most important, valuable legacy we can give to our children is that of faith. So I have uh, the past couple months, this past year I guess, um, I had I 'm sure many of you had to maybe do a funeral or a wedding online, and this was my experience. I did have an uncle who had passed away, and I listened to the funeral online and uh, it was uh, I became to be really overwhelmed because I realized see, it makes me emotionally even thinking about it. All right. I did have enough sleep people, I really did. Okay, I did make me think about. The the one thing that was very prominent in the funeral message was that um, I had there had been a legacy of faith, more than just my 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 mom and her and her brothers, all seven of them actually. That my grandma my grandma before that I, that I had been given this inheritance, this gift, and I began to get really overwhelmed with that because not only was it quite a responsibility to transfer that legacy, but that um, I had the important job of stewarding that to my own girls. Now, you may be sitting here and feeling well. Actually, I'm the first person that said, yes, I wanna follow Jesus, so I don't come from a very, I don't come from a, a per se legacy of generations and generations. But I just want to start by saying that today's the day, right? It, it starts with one person saying, yes, I want to follow Jesus, where then that our children see that we made that decision, and then they, they can see the fruit of that and how we grow and how we change and how our behaviors and our character change because of that. Now, we are, I just want to also challenge us that we all take part in a child's bringing up of of who God is, and we can all play a part in the gift of building a legacy to our children. In fact, I know that we all know this popular saying, it takes a village to raise a child, but I really believe firmly that it takes the whole church— To build one child that knows and loves God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and all their strength. That this is actually not just for mothers and not just for parents, but it is the whole body saying, I'm going to take part in that student's life and that child's life because they matter to God and it matters for eternity. So it's not just about, yes, it is Mother's Day and yes. It should only be about us. But it is also is a whole church mandate. Building a faith legacy in the church for generations is not up to the parent, just up to the parents of the church. is a whole church mandate. My prayer is that every father, sibling, grandparent, babysitter, cousin, and mother in this room would see their responsibility for carrying that spiritual mantle for the generations t- to come. So Eagle Mott Church can be a place where we pass down the most important gift to our children. Then that is faith. So, first of all, it comes from de- wanting to desire it, for us, for, not just for ourselves, but having the desire to want to pass that on. As a new mother, you, we want the most for our little ones. We want to give them all the love. We want to give them all the lessons. But parenting is sometimes overwhelming. It's not like every child comes with a manual book. Oh, that would be really helpful. And let's be real, at times we're on survival mode, especially when we've had a no sleep, behavior is going crazy, and uh, we, we are sleep deprived. We're f- keeping that faith perspective seems bleak and unattainable. That is why our lifeline has to be Christ to lift us up. I love this verse, and I literally have to keep it at try and keep it at the forefront of my mind, because if I view everything from this lens, somehow things become less complicated. 1 Kings 22.5, first seek the counsel of the Lord. Wow, if I just always started my day that way, which is not always true, to seek the counsel of the Lord, how much different my morning would be. And I love Psalm 86.11 where it talks about, teach me your ways, O Lord. Yeah, because I literally do not know how to figure this out. This is nothing I've ever Ever thought what would, I would, ha- would happen in my parenting paradigm, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Teach me, God, teach me. And Psalm 25, 4 says, Show me your ways. We can pass down a faith legacy to our children by first opening up our hearts as parents to receive direction from Him. No matter what the season of parenting we're in, no matter how much sleep we got, desiring God to show us. It's not honestly until you're on your knees being like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I know we've all been there. God, show me. You have to show me because you are the engineer of my child's mind and heart. And only you can change the course of the direction of where it's going. So show me, show teach me what to do. We live in a world where we're bombarded with tons of opinions, mostly from family members and friends on how we should raise our children. But I want to challenge you first seek the counsel of the Lord, right? First seek the counsel of the Lord. May this be your prayer today. Show me, Lord, teach me how to parent my children or my students to know and love God and for them to desire to have a relationship with you. Uh, the perf- uh, a really great example in the Bible of a parent desiring to teach their children is found in the book of Timothy. If you're a single parent here in the room or someone who is the sole faith teacher in your home, and you desire to raise your children to love and serve God. Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.5, talks about how it was through the grandmother, Lois, and the mother, Eunice, who Timothy, these two women, helped give the foundation for Timothy to know and love God. Timothy's mother and grandmother faithfully taught him God's word and modeled godly lives. Now, for those of you that do not have grand grandkids close and they live far away. I want you to hear the, the, the love in my voice that you being in this body, caring for our little Timothys is a big deal. You helping out in children's ministry or youth ministry, you talking to kids after church when they're running around here being hams is a big deal is such a big deal, because you're investing, you're showing them that they are important and valuable to the body. When they feel important and valued to the body, they want to stick around. So, for those of you that, have, that are grandparents, that they're, they're, your grandkids are not in this body and they live far away, adopt a kid to love on, to care for, to pray for, um, maybe you're in this room or online right now, and you feel discouraged in this parenting season. May you experience an unexplainable miracle in your life as you desire for your family to love and serve the Lord. Intentionality—we talk about this a lot. Um, when I was when I desired my daughter to ride a bike, we all know that. Des- that you can desire something, but you actually have to put it into action. So you actually right? I had to take her out, I had to help her practice. I had to put my thoughts into actions to be intentional at taking her out, to practice. The same is true about desiring to establish a faith legacy in home. A faith legacy does not just appear without being intentional about fostering it. And we all know that from infancy, infancy we, they, the little ones, they're in our arms, the blank slate. They are open to everything in the world. Um, we, and we want them, we have certain things, we want them to grow up being, we want them to be confident, we want them to know who they are, we want them to have adequate social skills, develop their gifts and abilities, all these things. But what about intentionally from infancy, mapping out, these are the things that I want to do to help my child grow to know God personally. When we are intentional and purposeful in building their framework of faith, we can pass them down something that lasts for eternity. Nothing in this world is for eternity. Not all the sports in the world, not all the school in the world, although those things are fun and awesome. But the thing that I feel like it was very prominent on my heart is that if we're going to Go forward in this new paradigm of reevaluating as mothers and as this church what we're doing. It has a lot to do with whatever we put our energy towards, is going to be show what's going to be most important. And do we just have a plan for our kids to go through hockey and do all these things? Or do we also have a plan of where we want their faith to go? Right? So, so important. If we're looking at the end in mind of I'm looking at Scarlet, I'm looking at Symphony, what I want my kids to know, what I want my kids to, um, to experience about God. I am in the planning stage now of what I want to see, thinking always about w- what kind of person do I want at the other end. Even though the nights are difficult, um, the whining is out of this world, I'm bringing it back to the thing of what's most important So, Deuteronomy 6 9 gives us a framework of how to pass faith to the next generation. And I'm just going to read a part of it for time. These are the commandments, decrees, um, the law of the Lord directs me to teach you to observe the land that you're crossing the Jordan River. Okay, I'm going to skip down to verse 4. Hear, O Israel, love the Lord your God. Are we on the same slide? Yes, perfect. Here Israel, Love the Lord your God with all your... So love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. These commandments that I give you today, be, to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down. When you, basically, all the time. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them with your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and gates. So Deuteronomy tells us that we need to talk about God's truth when we sit at home, when we rise, everywhere we go, basically intentionally weaving God's word into both the casual moments of the day and the moments that are scheduled times, establishing what you may have heard me say um, before is these things called faith habits, the Bible memory reading your word, reading God's word, prayer. And with that, we have been learning Bible memory challenge as a whole church. So if you would put that up on the board. All right, these are what I use for your children when I'm teaching them the fruits of the spirit. Okay, when I hold up the poster, you yell it out, all okay? right? So, but the fruit of the spirit is? But the fruit of the spirit is? I also do that to your kids. Joy. <laughs> Peace. Yes, Deb Glassford, I'm still using your beautiful drawings to this day. It's been 10 years. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. This is making me hungry. I didn't eat breakfast. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control. Good job. All right. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh while its passions and desires. Read verse 25 with me since. One, two, three. So, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. All right. Well done. Well done. Um, unfortunately, you guys don't get candy like you do in Kids Church, but you can ask your kid for theirs later. All right. So. I saw this, okay, (laughs) yes, because I spend a lot of time in nurseries lately. I saw this mural at Cross Iron Mills in the nursery, and I had to take a picture of it as a good reminder. It says, from little seeds grow mighty trees. And I feel like this gives us a really good visual on the potential that we have to grow really mighty trees when it comes to faith. Being intentional at what nutrients are going into our tiny seeds to grow very, very big, strong trees if given the right environment. Leaving an intentional faith legacy in our children is not, not only has to do with practicing faith habits, but modeling it. I like this other quote. <laughs> it says, it switches the words, about, and it, the whole point of his teaching about modeling. Everything they grow up doing and believing has to do with us modeling, and we can't give them something that we don't have. Being intentional at building a faith like a sea at home has to do with evaluating your priorities, I said this, which is most important. It's difficult to foster an unwavering commitment to God, to parent in a world where cultures, ways, and values constantly work to pull our children away from their faith. That is why we need all the support we can get. If you are not connected to a small group, mothers, if you haven't had the opportunity to come on a Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock with your littles, to connect with other moms. If you haven't been to a Thursday night moms, to to connect with some other moms, we have Wednesdays and Thursdays, make this a priority because it really does take a whole village, a whole body to be able to build from a little seed to a tall tree. Friends at church make all the difference. We can't expect our kids to want to go to kids' church. And because they don't have friends, because we don't want to, we can't tell them, "Oh yeah, go downstairs to kids' program and have a great time." But if we have not spent time helping them broaden their 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 um, the people they hang out with and connect with, being intentional at friends, I'm okay, and I'm saying this publicly, I'm okay with them not having everybody. I'm not. I'm okay with my kids not having certain friends. Like I am very intentional at making sure that what friends, because I want to establish from a young child what is a good friend and what is important. And I am very intentional at surrounding my children with people who have the same faith foundation because children listen to their friends, right? right? Our voices start become lesser in preteen. So if they have that faith foundation of friends and kids church who know and love God, it makes a huge, huge difference. Now, we both know that we can guide our children as much as we can, but it comes down to a personal choice, and we all know, and maybe this is in your own home where there are people in your life who don't know and love Jesus. I grew up in the same household as my sister. We both have, we both have two totally different pendulums. But what I keep coming back to is, yeah, this is always gonna be, and it happens in kids' church too, prayer, which is the core of what I'm talking about as a whole, right? That prayer, praying for our those who love, who we love, the core of passing a faith legacy to our children and grandchildren has to be prayer. Um, This particular book by Kathy Howard says, God's word is the foundation of our legacy, but prayer ushers us into the presence of the one who holds our loved ones in their hands. Being Being faithful to pray for our loved ones and encourage them to be people of prayer Can sometimes be frustrating. We can't always see what God's doing. And for me, as I know that I am a bubble mom, I will say it out loud. I know that I'm a bubble mom, I know that I like things a particular way, but it's so hard to release control to the Holy Spirit. That has to be the hardest thing ever. To know that at the end of the day, I'm going to try to water my little seeds as much as I can. But at the end of the day, that is the Holy Spirit who has to be primary teacher, and I have to take a back seat. So whatever stage of parenting you guys are in, maybe you just are holding a brand new baby right now in your arms, or your kids are gone out of the house, prayer has to continue to be the vital thing. I, I know that it is the thing that my grandparents and my grandparents, they didn't even know me, prayed for, for my legacy. That prayer was the foundation Isaiah 55 8 and 9 says, This calms me in moments of hyperventilation with my children. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, Lord, and my and, and my ways are are far beyond anything you can imagine, says God. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And um 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, pray. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying for our children. Would you bow with me? <clears throat> We're going to come back to those first, those first two questions I asked at the beginning of my sermon. How valuable or important is leaving a spiritual legacy f- for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for Eaglemont Church? And question number two, will you leave anything that has relevance and benefit for not just this life, but eternity. And I'm going to add a last question. In what ways do you purposely work to build a lasting, valuable spiritual legacy in your home and in this church? Lord, may we leave today with a renewed sense of purpose and mission, that we are just not here warming a seat, but that we are a man and woman on a mission to build a spiritual legacy in our homes and a spiritual legacy in this church. We're going to give our children and our youth something that lasts forever. Let's give them faith. Amen.